my message today is hear the word. We've got to hear the word. If you're going to have God's sense, the grace to see and hear, then you've got to have the ability to hear God's word. You've got to have the ability to have ears to hear. You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. That means he probably wanted us to listen twice as much as we speak. It's getting awful quiet in here. Either you're uncomfortable or I want some interaction. Say, ouch, say something, okay? But he gave us two ears and one mouth. And it's very important that he gave us these ears for a purpose and a reason. He gave us each of us ears, but you know what? Not all of us hear the same thing. Do we? Even whenever I've told my children some instructions, sometimes they don't always hear the same thing that I said. Matter of fact, there was a... a, a I don't know, a couple years back, you might have seen this on the internet, there was a big thing that went around about a picture of a dress. And when you looked at the dress, some people saw purple and black. Some people saw gold and white, I think. Did anybody see that on the internet? Has anybody seen that? Couple, no? Okay, well, it was on the internet. You can look at it. And it depends. There's another, I asked the sound man to get a sound bite. And I want you to listen to this sound. I want you to, we'll, we'll see what you hear when you hear this sound. Okay? Can we play that? Laurel. 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 Listen. Just keep listening to the sound. I want you to listen. You're going you're gonna to hear a word when you hear that sound. And we're going to have to determine what that word is. All right? Okay, we can stop. Why don't you, can you go back to the very beginning and let them hear that one more time. Just listen. Laurel. 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 Okay, you can stop. How many of you are hearing the word Laurel. Put your hand up. Oh, yeah, don't be ashamed. How many are hearing the word Yanni or Yana? Oh, wait a minute. How many are hearing the word Laurel? Put your hand up. That's what I heard, so all of you are right. The rest of you are, no. Did, you couldn't hear the word Laurel? How many heard the word Laurel? L-A-U-R-E-L. Or how many heard the word Yanni? Oh, Okay, how, again, how many heard Laurel? Put your hand up. How many heard Yanni? Put your hand up. Let's play the first part of that clip again. Listen. Laurel. 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 All right. How many heard Laurel? How many heard Yanni? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sound man, are you playing a different sound bite no you're playing the same sound bite choir you guys are singers you guys hear things you you guys are worshipers you hear very clearly with your ear how many heard laurel how many heard yanni oh no see this just goes to show you and and there's a scientific version of it i'm not going to get into the scientific of why but we heard the same word 
or the same word was spoken, but we heard two different things. You know, that helps me with my message today. It helps me understand that even though we have ears to hear, sometimes we don't always hear the exact same thing. And that's why it is so important today more than ever in this society, for young people, for young adults, for old people, there are so many voices. We've got to know what voice we should hear. Now, there's not a wrong or right answer to what you just heard. It's not a Laurel or a Yanni, okay? Because you heard what you heard. But let me tell you how critical it is for us to hear the voice of the Lord in our life. For us to hear the word of the Lord for our family, for our situation, for our life. There are so many voices that sometimes come at us. There are so many voices that come at us from all different areas. I used to watch a cartoon. And in this cartoon, anytime the character would get in a situation where they had to make a choice, sometimes, and maybe you've seen this cartoon in Nairobi, sometimes a little angel, poof, would pop up on the shoulder of the guy and want to encourage them to do the right thing. The cartoon didn't stop right there. The cartoon, poof, had a little devil that would stand up. Has anybody ever seen something like this? Yeah? And it depended on what voice they were going to listen to. You know, sometimes, even as a pastor, this happens to me. My wife is getting me to eat better and eat healthier. And and I'm doing really good at times to eat healthier and eat better. But there are certain times that I hear this little voice that says how good a large pepperoni pizza at 12 o'clock midnight would be. Oh, it would be so good if you just had that pepperoni pizza at 12 o'clock, Pastor Davies. And the other side, the other side of my angel wife is saying, but you've been doing so good and you've been losing weight and you've been exercising, but you haven't had a large pepperoni pizza at midnight for two days. But please, you don't want to do that. You don't want to beat that large pepperoni pizza, but it tastes so good. See, there are so many voices that come at us today in today's society against our young people. There is so much static. There are so, much, so many voices. It is so critical that we have to listen and have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Amen? How many have ever had that little conversation I just played out on something? Maybe not food. Food might have been mine. But you, you've seen that conversation play out. It's, it's very real. It's very real. And the enemy will try to use anything he can to get his people off of that. So, I'm reminded of a song we sing in children's church. This is an older song. We don't sing it a whole lot. But we used to sing a song called, Be careful little ears what you hear. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. For the Father up above, he is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Has anybody heard that song? Yes. So it's important that we are careful with little ears that we hear. There was another story that, now I'm not doing the Big Bad Wolf. How many have ever heard the story of Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf? Have you heard that story? There was a part in that line that the Little Red Riding Hood says, Big Bad Wolf, my, what big ears you have. And what did the Big Bad Wolf say? The better to hear you with, my dear. 
So what I want to propose to you today is that you can get some ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Now, when I was a kid in school, I got made fun of my ears. They weren't quite this big, but I got made fun of my ears because they said I had big ears. But now I'm glad that I have big ears because I want ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I want ears to be able to stand, understand what God's sense is in my life. I want to be able to have the grace to see and hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You know that? That our ears are so important. Our ears give us balance. Did you know that? Your ears are a part of your equilibrium. It gives you balance. And I have seen some Christians that have been way off balance in some of their theology. I know this is that they're not here in Nairobi. I'm talking about back in America, Pastor Carla. There are some people that, that, that sometimes have gotten out of balance. Their equilibrium is off in what they believe and what they hear and, and how they respond and how they react. Well, God, got, God gave me this cancer and put me in this hospital so I could witness to the person in the bed right next to me. That's off. That's out of balance. You're not listening properly. If God wants me to go pray for somebody in the hospital, tell me to go pray, give me the room number, his name, and I'll go pray for him. I, God doesn't give me cancer or give me a hurt or give me an accident so I can go in the hospital and pray for somebody. That's off. That's not having ears to hear. So, so we got so many voices. We've got to have ears to hear. The Bible, Jesus talked in parables. And the sower of the word is somebody who spoke the word. It's found in three of the four, of the four gospels that Jesus tells this parable of the sower sowing the word. And I know you guys know this. It's found in Mark, Matthew chapter 13, Mark chapter 4, and Luke chapter 8. It says, if anyone hears the word then the, the word that is sown on the wayside or the, or the path, the wind or Satan blows and comes and takes it right away. Then there's the seed or the word that's sown on the rocky or stony ground, and it springs up and gives life, but because it has no root or no depth, it dies off. Then there's the word or the seed that gets sown on the, 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 the thorny, and it begins to grow and it gets choked out by the cares and the concerns of this life. And then there's this, the word that gets on the good soil, the good soil, the good ground, and it grows up and produces fruit. See, I, want, I believe that I'm speaking to people who have ears to hear, and they have a good soil. Amen? Say, I have, I have. Ears, to hear. ears to hear. Say, I have, I have. Ears, to hear. ears to hear. Say, I have, I have. Ears, to hear. ears to hear. All right, I'm going to take these off. Did you get it? All right, you see it. I'm gonna take, I might put them back on in a little bit. But let me, let me share this story with you. I'm going to read an Old Testament story about Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 through 14. And I want to read it out of the message translation today. Because it says some things that, that I want to make sure we at Victory Faith Church, I want to make sure that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt because this is a very important story, and it's not just an Old Testament story. I believe it correlates and relates to us today, okay? So here we are. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, I'm starting with in the message translation. It says, the boy Samuel was serving God under Eli's direction, 
And this was a time when the revelation of God was rarely heard or seen. Now, sometimes in our life, and I know here at Victory Faith Church, the revelation of God is heard, it's seen. But in our world today, out there, it seems like the revelation is, is rarely seen. People are off doing their own thing, listening in their own ways, going their own ways. So it's kind of a parallel of the times we live in today. Now, not here in the church, but outside. So there was, there, that's what's going on. One night, Eli, who was the priest there, he was the one over the, 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 the church, over the chapel, over the, the congregation. <clears throat> he was asleep and his eyesight was very bad. He could hardly see. It was well before dawn and the sanctuary lamp has still burning. And Samuel, now get this, where was Samuel? Where was the young boy Samuel? He was lying in his bed in the temple of God. So he was in the church or the temple of that day. Where the chest of God rested, he was right by the Ark of the Covenant. He was right by the presence of God. He was, that's where the presence of God rested in those days. He was in the temple. He was in the church. He was sleeping right there. And then God called out to him, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, yes, I'm here. And then he ran to Eli saying, I heard you call, here I am. Eli said, probably got up, I didn't call you. I didn't call you, go back to bed. And so he did. And God called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli. I heard you call, here I am. Again, Eli said, son, I did not call you, go back to bed. This all happened before Samuel knew for himself. This all happened before Samuel knew God for himself. There we go. We got it up there. I can read. This all happened before Samuel knew God for himself. It was before the revelation of God had been given to him personally. See, there's a key there. Here is Samuel. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to keep reading in just a minute. But here is Samuel, a boy that lived in church, Slept in church. He didn't just come one Sunday a month. They, they, do, they don't do that in Nairobi. They do that in America sometimes. But he was there in the house of the Lord. Lived there in front of the presence of God. But he had not yet known the voice of God personally. He did not have ears to hear what the Spirit of God was saying to him, did he? He didn't. So here he was. God called again. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the mercy. Thank, am I the only one that can say that? I could probably lift both hands and one leg. How many times has God told me something? I know sometimes it was through my wife, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I wasn't listening. But God called again, Samuel, Samuel, the third time. Yet again, Samuel got up and went to Eli, yes, I heard you call me, here I am. <clears throat> I just lost my place. That's when it dawned on Eli that God was calling to the boy. So Eli directed Samuel, go back and lie down. If the voice calls again, say, speak God, your servant is listening and ready to listen. Samuel returned to his bed, then God 
came and stood before him exactly as before and called out, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, speak, I am your servant, ready to listen. God said to Samuel, listen very carefully. I'm getting you ready to do something in Israel that is going to shake everybody up and get their attention. Whew. Oh, thank you, guys. You're listening. Good job, Stephen. See, I believe that we're living in a time in Nairobi that God is speaking to his church. God is speaking to the body of Christ. God is speaking your name. And he's looking for people that are ready to stand at attention and say, God, here I am. I'm listening. Because I think you could take what God said to Samuel, listen carefully, I'm getting ready to do something in Kenya that's going to shake everyone up and get their attention. This is what I believe. I know some of you kids are standing up, but I want you to get this. This isn't about just standing up. I believe this is a prophetic word that God is speaking to his church and to his body to get you ready because he's getting ready to do something, church. Pastor Carly, he's getting ready to do something in Nairobi and in Kenya. He's getting ready to do something in this nation that he's speaking out and he is looking for people that have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them. Amen? How many have ears? How many have ears that hear? How many are ready to listen? You know, sometimes that's the hardest thing. Pastor Carla... Did, shared it so eloquently just during the tithes and offerings, we spend little time in the adoration or the listening here on the forefront or in the, 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 far, the, far, the forend or the back end of, of our prayers, and we spend all of our time talking to God and telling Him what we need. When He wants us to listen to what the Spirit is saying, He wants us to listen to what go, is going on. So I'm going to give you some simple ways to help you listen with ears to hear that'll help you have ears to hear. Number one, we've got to have time. You've got to take the time to listen and to hear God's voice. You've got to get a quiet time. You've got to unplug. You've got to get to a place where you can have your own personal devotion time, reading time, listening time. That is so important. But Pastor Michael, you don't know how busy I am. I've got two kids. I've got to get them to, to, to school or to, to this place. I've got to get my husband or my spouse off. I've got to get over here. I've got my job. Yes, you've got to take the time to stop and listen. What you take the time to invest in, what you take the time to stop and listen for, guess what? You're going to hear. There was a story, and I may have shared this story, you may have heard this story. There was a big convention going on in New York City. And there was people from all over the world, different, different, different ethnics, different groups, different people from all over the world in New York City. And in New York City, it's a very loud, busy place. Sometimes much like what the roads are in Nairobi sometimes. Loud and busy. But these two guys were walking along, and the one gentleman looked to the other gentleman, and he said, did you hear that? And he said, did I hear what? He said, did you hear that? I hear a cricket. And the guy looked at him, and he said, you hear a cricket? All this noise, all this commotion, all this going on, and you hear a cricket. 
He said yes. Now, the other guy did not know this, and he had him stop. And sure enough, he went over into the corner, picked up a cup, and there was a cricket. And the guy said, how did you know, that? how did you hear that cricket? And see, he had taken the time to listen and, and know what a cricket sounds like. And he was able to hear that. The gentleman, to prove his point, took a handful of coins. And all the people rushing down the streets of New York City. And he threw the coins up into the air. And as the coins hit the ground, everybody stopped and turned to look at the coins. See, if you, the, the things you take the time to listen for are the things you're going to hear. So if you take the time to listen to the voice of God through his word, through prayer, through your pastors, if you take time to listen, then you're going to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Samuel did not yet know the voice of the Lord for himself personally. Eli, who was getting old, didn't even realize till the third time, Pastor Carla, that, oh, it's God speaking to the boy. We've got to take the time to listen. Amen? Number two. Number two. You've got to tune in. You've got to tune in your senses. Let me give you a scripture that goes with that. John chapter 10, verse 3 and 5 in the NIV says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. He's talking about the sheep and the shepherd. And if the, the, the non-gatekeeper, the enemy, will try to get in over jump the gate or jump the fence but the gatekeeper opens the gate for the sheep and the sheep listen to his voice he calls his own sheep by name ah there's a key and leads them out when he has brought out all of his own he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Say that again. Why do the sheep follow him? Because they know his voice. Why do the sheep follow him? Because they know his voice. They have ears to hear. They have tuned themselves in to hear the voice of the Lord. See, you've got to tune yourself in. How do you tune yourself in? You tune yourself in by creating an atmosphere, by being on the same frequency. How many of you, and I know this isn't used as much, but remember the old transistor radios? They have a, a portable radio. They had a big dial on it, and you have a little uh, uh, thing. Yeah, some of you are get, you're doing it. And, and you would put the antenna up, and you would have to turn the dial to get to the station so you could listen to what you wanted to listen to. We have to do that with God. We've got to tune in. That means we might have to tune out Netflix or Hulu or Fortnite. We might have to turn the dial and tune in to the frequency of what the Spirit of God is saying. It said that the shepherd went ahead of him and the sheep knew his voice and they followed it. And it goes on to say that they didn't follow the voice of a stranger. So they, those sheep knew the difference, Pastor Carla. More important today, you've got to know the difference in the voices that are speaking to you, to your children, to your school, to your workplace. You've got to know the voices that are speaking. So you've got to tune in. You tune in 
by taking the time. You tune in by choosing the right frequency. You tune in by using, uh, creating an atmosphere that's conducive for you to hear, tuning some stuff out. Amen? Amen. So we got to take time. We've got to tune in. Number three, you've got to learn his voice. John 10, 27, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I'm still on the sheep and the shepherd. And I know them and they follow me. You've got to take time to listen to the voice. Matter of fact, I want to do a little demonstration or illustration. I've asked four men to come up and help me. If I can get my four men to come up and help me. And I've got a microphone here for you guys. Come on up here, four men. Can, do we have one more mic? Okay, we got two. All right. I've got four men. Now come up here. And I want to, so I've got my four men. Thank you, men. Give these men a great big hand. And I've asked Wayma. Will you come up here, Wayma? She's reluctantly, but she wants to come up here and help me. Wayma, I understand that one of these men is your father. Is that correct? Yes. You sure? Yes. One of, one of those guys is your father right there, right? Yes. Okay. Then this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to see how, I don't want to say how smart Wayma is. I want to see if Wayma can understand and know the voice of her father. So four men, I'm going to ask that you go back in that little hallway back there. Mix yourself up. And I'm going to ask them to speak to Wayma. And when they do, we're going to see if Wayma can determine and tell us which one of those men is her father, okay? All right, so mix yourself up, men. <clears throat> Wayma, come over here by me. Are you ready, Wayma? Everybody quiet, please, so Wayma can listen. Would father number one, I want him to say the same thing. Father number one, I want you to say, hello, Wayma, I love you very much. Hello, Wayma, I love you very much. Okay, that was father number one. Father number two, would you say, hello, Wema, I love you very much. Hello, Wema, I love you very much. Father number two, okay. Father number three, would you say, hello, Wema, I love you very much. Hello, Wema, I love you very much. <laughs> Father number four, would you say, hello, Wema, I love you very much. Hello, Wema. I love you very much. Now, Wayma, you heard four different men say, hello, Wayma. I love you very much. Do you know which one? Was it father number one, father number two, father number three, or father number four? It was number three. Are you sure? Yes. Are you positive? Yes. Sorry. Yes. How many think Wayma is right? Oh. Okay. So, Wayma, you say it's number three. Yes. Would father number four please come out here? Or not four, number one, sorry. Father number one, please come out here. Is that your father? No. No. Would father number two please come out here? Norman, is Norman your father? No. Would father number four come out here? Is that your father? No. So you think the gentleman standing back there, he's your father? Yes. Father number three, come out here. There it is, Mr. Duncan. How, Wayma, 
tell us, and many of you knew. Tell us, Wayma, how did you know that was your father's voice? Because I know his voice. What? Because I know his voice. How do you know his voice? Because he's my dad. Because he's your dad. <laughs> Would you say that you spend a lot of time with your dad? Yes. Okay. You know his voice because you've heard him speak to you? Yes. Okay. Has, has he ever had to speak like you know his voice when he says, Wayma, blah, 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 come here right now? Yes. Yeah, you know that voice, huh? Yeah. But you also know his voice when he says, Wayma, I'm so proud of you and I love you. Yes. You spend time with him. Yes. You live with him. Yes. You're with him. Yes. You know his voice. Yes. You're correct. Give Wayma a great big hand. <laughs> Woo! You guys can be seated. Give our gentleman a great big hand. So Wayma, just like many of you, you knew. How did you know which father was the right voice? Because you knew Duncan's voice, right? We've got to so much more, just like Wayma, learn to hear the voice of God in our life. You've got to, Wayma knew her father's voice because she spent time with him. She had learned her father's voice. I always knew my father's voice. Now, when I grew up, we would play in the neighborhood. We did not have 832 channels of TV to sit at home and watch or video games. We did not have all that. We would get up in the morning as kids, bright and early in our neighborhood, and we would get out and ride our bikes and play baseball and hike in the woods miles from home, something I probably wouldn't let my kids do today. But we did that. And I always would know when it was time to come home because my mom or dad, we lived up on a hill and they would open the window and they would, Michael, it's time to come home. No matter where I was, I knew that voice and I would knew it was time to come home. See, you've got to take the time to learn God's voice, to learn the voice of the Spirit, to learn what He is telling you to do individually, as a family, and as a church. That's what Pastor Carl and Pastor Davies and the leaders and the elders of this church do. They take the time to learn God's voice for what God is saying for Victory Faith Church and then comes and shares it up here on a Sunday morning or a special meeting for us to hear the voice of the Lord through the man or woman of God. We also have the ability and the responsibility to take the time to tune in and to learn the voice of God for ourselves just like Wayma knew the voice of her father. That's what we have, the privilege that we have. All right, so we got that one. Number one, we got to take time. Number two, we got to turn in, tune in. Number three, we've got to learn his voice. And here's number four. I want to end with this one. Number four. Many people have come up to me and says, well, how do I know it's the voice of God telling me to do something? Pastor Carla, Pastor Mike, how do we know it's God telling me to do something? I'll give you this. It will always line up with the word of God. If you're hearing a voice that is telling you to do something different or contrary to the word of God, then you're not listening to the right voice. God's voice would never tell you 
I've had people say, well, you know, God told me I'm supposed to go bless somebody and help them out. I don't know if that's God or the devil telling me that. Well, the devil would never tell you to bless somebody or help somebody, but God would. I've had people say, well, well, I don't know. I feel God's telling me that I should leave my wife and go be with this girl over here. No, he didn't. No, he's not. God doesn't say that. I've heard people say, well, I'm confused. I don't know. This is a real one in today's society in America. I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. I feel today, I feel like a, a girl, Pastor Carla. No, I don't. That's not right. God created us in his image and in his likeness. And he created male and female. So if it doesn't line up with the word of God, then whatever you're tuning into or listening or getting to know his voice, then it's not God. And you don't want to do that. So you've got to take the time. You've got to tune in. You've got to learn the voice. And it will always, always, always line up with the word of God. I'm going to end with this scripture. And I'm going to pray for ears to hear. Amen? Revelation chapter 3. We're going to get to the end of the book. Because I believe we're living in a time. I believe that, that the church of God, at least here in Nairobi, here in the nation of Kenya, is living in a, an end time that we've got to hear more than ever. And in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20 through 22, in the message translation, I'm going to read 20 and then 22. It says, look at me, and this is a scripture I know you've all heard, I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear me call and open the door, I'll come right in and sit down to supper with you. Conquerors will sit alongside me at the head table just as I, just as I have conquered, took, place, took the place of the honor of my side, the Father. That's my gift to the conquerors. So just as Jesus did that, he's standing at the door knocking. In verse 22 in the message says, Are your ears awake, listening to the wind words the Spirit is blowing through the churches? See, I don't want you to have dull ears. Matthew chapter 13 talks about the church having dull, that have, ears that have grown dull, ears that, that are insensitive, ears that are not tuned in, ears that are not ready to receive, ears that are... See, I believe that God is looking for a church. He is looking for some young people. He is looking for a body. He is looking for a believer that their ears are awake and listening. Listening to the wind words that the Spirit is blowing through the church. See, there's a time coming. There's a shaking coming in this world, in the land times, that we know it's getting close to the Lord's return. We know it, it could be close in our political situation in a country. We know whatever we're getting ready to step in and face at my job or at my work, that the Spirit of God and the winds are blowing, and I need to have ears that are awake and listening to what the Spirit of God is saying. So I'm wanting to pray. If you say, Pastor Michael, I need to have ears that hear, just wave your hand at me. Awesome. And I believe that you are. So take your hands. And this is what I want to do. I want you to just lay hands on your ears. 
If I had a set of these big ears for everybody, I'd give them to you. But I believe you're getting ready to grow some spiritual ears on your ears. I believe that God is getting ready to impart something into you as a body of believers that's going to take you further, deeper, higher, closer than ever before. See, you're going to be just like Samuel after he realized, God, it's you listening, and here I am. Here I am, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak. Say this. Repeat this. Say, God, I thank you for ears to hear what the Spirit is saying in my life, in my family, in my job, in my church. I'm ready. I'm listening. Speak. Your servant is listening. And I'm willing and obedient to hear your word and obey. I will not sleep. I will not slumber. But I'm awake. I'm ready. And I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. To love my neighbor. To help a friend. To love an enemy. To give. To sow. To reap. To serve. To work. To do. And I'm ready for you to work in my life, in my family. So I receive ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 says, Your own ears will hear him. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, in the New Living Translation, says, Your own ears will hear him right behind you with a voice saying, This is the way you should go, whether it's to the right or to the left. See, I believe you're getting ready to hear that still small voice telling you what you're to do, where you're to go, whether you're to step to the right or to the left in different situations. I've heard that voice in my life many a times. I can look back and say there's times when I've obeyed that voice and there's been times whenever I had let my senses, my hearing grow dull. I haven't always taken the right steps. Now, thank God for the grace and his mercy to help me bring me back in to that place where when he cries out your name, Samuel, Samuel, you can read that verse and put your name in there because he's calling out, Norman, Norman, Duncan, Duncan. I saw Miss Sheila here. Miss Sheila, Miss Sheila. He's calling your name. Are you listening? Because he's getting ready to do great and wonderful things in your midst and in your behalf. I've seen you guys, like I said at the very beginning, I'm so proud and I've seen you guys grow so much over the years of coming here. But I believe you're getting ready to step into some things in the spirit and maybe even in the natural that we need to have ears to hear 
like never before. 